Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. What a great guest today. Uh, the original plan for this episode was supposed to have both both of the hosts of I Can't Even. Uh, shout out to Allie, because she also uh, gave us an hour to try to get figure out all the technical difficulties that we just were not able to work out. So we ended up just having um, me and Margie on here. And it ended up being a really good conversation. I think she's really interesting. I love talking to people who work in like media or radio. A lot of cool talk about radio. Like I, I mean, I guess my perception is like radio's dead. Not true. Still, still stronger than ever. And it was really fun stuff. We talk about their great podcast. I can't even, which is like um, a podcast kind of geared up millennials and the from the young 20s to the older 30s, whatever millennials are, we kind of kind of get into what that is because I feel like I had to learn. I mean, I know I'm technically a millennial and I get sick all the time of hearing about how shitty I am, but I can't even comes out. They have a new episode every second Tuesday of every month. I just listened to their episode about dick pics. It's really fucking good and you should check it out. I mean, this is a short episode and because of that, you could just, uh, you can just listen to this episode for 20 minutes, 25 minutes, whatever it is, and then just go download I Can't Even. Check it out. You're going to love this show. Uh, it's so much fun. I cannot wait to have Allie on because I think uh, I, I really like both of it. I, I feel like connected because I listen to the show, so I feel like I know them. And uh, I got to talk to Allie a little bit as we were trying to set this up. And we're definitely, definitely going to have her on. I can't wait. Yeah, we're going to do a little short intro today. I'm a little fried. I went to Rhode Island Comic Con this weekend, and it was fucking amazing. I had one of the best times. I met some cool podcasters. I met cool people. Um, the celebrities are the thing that people kind of go there for, and I feel like that was the thing I cared about the least this year. I was just talking to artists and a couple podcast people, and I ran into some friends, and just a great time. And then I got to go to my favorite arcade bar, Shelter Arcade Bar, afterwards and meet up with someone I went to. I haven't seen in, like, eight years so that was a lot of fun you know just check out i can't even i'll put up all their information on the core temp arts website coretemparts.com and be so kind leave us an itunes review that stuff's super helpful and make sure you check out my other podcast sketched out on tv uh with uh, nathan winthrow all right let's get to it let's chat with revel and friends is part of core temp arts a podcast network featuring pop culture tv and movie podcasts Check out our other shows that pop this live, Talking Shondaland, We Got Five, and TV Ate My Brain at courtandparts.com. Well, so thanks for uh, enduring and all of that. <laughs> no worries. Oh my god, that took forever. It's all good. Technical um, difficulties. I feel like every podcast we've started, almost every one we've done with someone else, there's always like a level of technical difficulties. I texted Allie earlier, and I'm like, I think we can all figure this out and make some money doing it. <laughs> oh my god, if someone could uh, fig- tell me what to do. Yeah, <laughs> f that. Um, well, so for anyone listening, we spent about the first. 50 minutes trying to get something to work. So Allie is supposed to be with us, but she's not. So uh, it's going to be kind of special. We're going to release two episodes this week, and this way 
Uh, that way we get them both. So it's like you guys are all together, but just not. <laughs> it's really nice of you actually to give up two episodes for us. <laughs> yeah, give up. That's the word we'll use. <laughs> you mean make, You're totally awesome donating money. them to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I am making so much money off of this. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of money, I really liked your last episode. Oh, thank you. I was so stoked to do that one because I had talked to Lindsay like I think in January and then like right after that she started spent and I had this thing. I was like, I love this podcast. And then like in my head I was like, oh, I know this person. I could totally get him back on my show. But like it took me so long to get to ask her again and it worked out really well. And I don't know if I learned anything other than everyone sucks with money. Yeah, which makes no. me so happy. That made me feel so much better. That's why I really liked it. <laughs> I was like, I really like this because, I mean, and that's kind of what we talk about. I mean, we don't really talk about money and stuff on the podcast, but it's really just about like this this general idea of adulting and how hard it is. <laughs> it no, sounds like whiny. Uh, Sometimes I think we sound whiny because it's no. like, oh, adulting is so hard. We're the, I think we're the same age range. Like it's Target. I'm 32. So that year, wait, oh, you're, yes. you're younger yeah, than me. I'm 36. <laughs> Allie, I think is 32. Okay. I think. Um, oh, I thought you got, but you know, the tail end of millennial, right? Yeah, totally. I That's think... why we say like older millennials. Cause it's like, I'm like on that very, very edge and cusp of it where I'm like, yeah, but I am, but I'm not, but I am. And it's like, you know, I don't know. But the thing is we've both been working for a really long time and, um, that yeah, working sort of like, sucks. And that's sort of the, the the thing is like, and then she had a kid, um, she has a really adorable little daughter. And Aww. so, and her daughter just turned two. So, you know, we're sort of in these, we're both like the phrase she coined, which I love is adulting hard. But that's why I really liked the money episode thing, because I'm like, you know what, it feels like I should be a lot more adult than I am. And I think that's where I get hung up on the mm-hmm. adulting hard thing is oh like, there's all these requirements for us, all of us in our 30s that we're supposed to like, go buy a get... house and have a kid. And yeah. And I was like, I don't make that much money. I can't do that. And if I did, I wouldn't own a house where I'd want to. <laughs> it wouldn't be on the term. I'm all for home ownership. It's just it wouldn't be on the terms that I wanted it. Like, you know, yeah, my parents aren't giving me their old home. Like, like. No, I know. That's the thing. I mean, we found out so many. I mean, a lot of our friends um, bought places, you know, years ago. We bought our house in Kingston last year. And, you know, I don't know. Kind of like what she was talking about, like more than you think people's parents are like helping them. Um, and that definitely was happening with my friends. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I think it's hard no. when you don't know that's happening and you start yeah, to exactly. measure yourself up against that. <laughs> that's really difficult. Which is kind of perfect because it ties right into your show. It, um, how, how did it come? How did I can't even, which I told you beforehand, I, for some reason I kept confusing it as for This Is Us, which is a popular television show, which I was not impressed by personally. <laughs> oh, but everybody is like following all over it. I haven't watched it yet. It's- I just, I don't, I don't know. It, it's not bad. Have you, I have this, I like to call it a skill, where I can recognize something for being good, but just know that I, just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's bad. I just did not get hooked into it. Yeah. It wasn't good. a CW superhero show, so yeah. I can't watch it. <laughs> exactly. Which I have an embarrassing CW show that I love. Oh, uh, there's too many. Vampire or something? Uh, no, um, Rain. <laughs> My wife watches everything. Oh, she is I, the CW. I love her. <laughs> I watch all the CW shows, all the superhero shows, and then I watch uh, iZombie. Whoa, I haven't seen that. Surprisingly good. Really? If, did you ever see Veronica Mars? Yes. Uh, yeah, same creators. Uh, so it's I, it's Veronica Mars with zombies. What network is that on? CW. Oh. It's on know, Netflix. First, like, 
two seasons. I have never heard of this show because probably because I just go to the CW app. Well, I used to go to the Hulu app, but now I go to the CW app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of that. But <laughs> your show. We're here for your show. Yeah, I'm like, I'm just here for We're not, not plugging popular TV shows. Yeah, for this um, uh, Mary Queen of Scots show. <laughs> oh, so embarrassing. So good, but so not. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. But anyway, so that's how the show came about. It was really Ali and I, um, we work together. And so we have a, you know, we just ah. end up talking and chatting a lot about just life and stuff. And we were realizing that there's a lot of things that we talk about that we don't really hear being discussed that much or um, especially not on the podcast world. I mean, you know, obviously there's a younger end of the millennial um, group that and there's a lot to discuss there. And we just are so outside of a lot of that because you know, we're both married and we've been in our relationships for a really long time. And now she has a kid. We both bought a house. And I mean, it's just, we're younger, but we're not anymore. But we're sort of dealing with some of the same stuff that um, kids coming out of college and doing their first jobs are. So yeah. we kind of wanted to talk about that because we know there's a bunch of, you know, we have a bunch of friends that are going through some of the same stuff we are. And so we kind of wanted to see if we could get some really interesting interviews and talk about some stuff that is going on with even some of our friends and peers and colleagues that we don't even go through because we're in these weird situations where we're um, kind of settled a little bit <laughs> in a weird way. Um, so that's kind of how it came about. No, I find that age group perfectly relatable because I'm like totally right there. Uh, no, it's it's interesting because um, I'm getting a little annoyed of just being getting called a pussy for being in a millennial and colleges are safe spaces. I'm like, I'm not even in college. I don't know what you're talking about. Please yeah. leave me alone. I don't care what they do at the private universities. If the lungs are not hurt anyone right. now, can, can we please talk about real issues? Yeah. And it's, it's weird too, because it, there is this um, sort of like, you know, widespread myth and notion that millennials are a certain type of people, you know, a certain type of worker, a certain type of, um, I don't know, personality, whatever. And it's like, hey, th this kind of this group spans a huge range. <laughs> You're of... talking like what, 18 to 38? <laughs> yeah, essentially, seriously. even like 40. 18, yeah, like about 18. To, like I say, I think I'm on the cusp, so probably like 18 to 36. But like, but, um, oh my God. Well, you know, I was talking about this today with someone. Um, age is different now. Like my dad is in his six. Yeah, my dad's in his 60s. But my grand, so my, I was saying my, my grandparents, when I was a kid, when they were in their sixties, they look like the way they look now, like in their nineties. Like they were old. Yeah. Like they were 60 and they're old. But my dad and like my mom are like, they're like young as shit for in their sixties. Like they're active and they have friends and they do shit. And yeah. they, I have an aunt and uncle who are in their seventies and went on like a two week trip to London and Scotland and took trains. I mean, they just go, 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 go. But like the generation before us, like our adults were just like really old. <laughs> it's totally. But so I like think 36 is young as shit. That's why they say like, you know, like 50s and you 20. And it's like, I feel like everything kind of opened up somehow in the last, I, I mean, not somehow the internet totally did it, I think. And, um, you know, people, every, you can learn so much about so many different things. And because you can kind of explore different places in the world online, it kind of opens it up to, Hey, I want to go see that place in real life. And I think, um, before there was this, I mean, of course people wanted to travel, but maybe people didn't think it was so accessible. Um, anyway, that's my theory. <laughs> Who knows? But <laughs> no, but yeah, it's true. Like, it's funny. Cause I, I, 
I don't know. I feel like I haven't aged since like 25. Totally. <laughs> I, I always feel like I feel like I'm stuck at 19 somehow. I don't know why. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was uh, on a treadmill once when I was like 25 or 26 and I put in my age as 19 and I'm like, I guess I'm just forever. All right. I guess in my head. I feel like this forever. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's funny because like, and so that you're like in that like, so are you from Jersey? No, I'm from, I'm mostly I'm from Maryland. I grew up in Maryland, but I've kind of lived in the New York City area in Jersey for like 14 years. Okay. Um, and then I moved last year up to the Hudson Valley um, where it's amazing and beautiful and affordable. And affordable. Yeah. Right? And affordable. Isn't that crazy how that shit changes as you get older? Like Totally. I live in Providence and I've been getting some sick deals, but like, I was like, I don't know if I could stay here for the long haul because if my landlord ups my rent, I'm like, I got to buy a home and then it gets. Yeah. That's kind of like, I, I, I don't know. This is how I knew I was getting older, <laughs> older. Um, I had this moment where I was like, you know, like what if something crazy happens? I'm like, my husband lost his job or I lost my job. We live in this crazy place where rent is really expensive. We are you know, renting a place in West New York, New Jersey. And, and I'm sort of had this moment where I'm like, you know, I kind of like a safety net. <laughs> it's like, so yes. let's buy a cheap house somewhere. Like let's, you know, well, I mean, cheap relatively, you know, we couldn't buy the house that we live in in Kingston in New Jersey, obviously. Um, no, God, no. New yeah. Jersey's so expensive. So expensive. Surprisingly for me, like I didn't grow up there, so I didn't know how expensive it was. Um, and we, we kind of looked around the area, but you know, it just is very different. So um, from the prices in Kingston. So we bought a house up here and it was sort of like, in my mind, it's like the safety net, you know, um, who knows what'll happen with, um, I don't know, the economy or jobs or anything. So it's like, this we'll is know like on my... November 9th. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much election anxiety. <laughs> I, I've been really good. I feel like I, uh, am informed and then I kind of zone it out and then just do other that was stuff. Really good. My husband's okay. So we got serious XM in the car. Like we, we sold our, we had a mini and we, it, it had like terrible tires. Anyway, we sold it and exchanged it for another car and it came with like a subscription to Sirius XM. And so now every day on the way to work and on the way back, we're listening to CNN and MSNBC. <laughs> and it mm -hmm. is, it's, the networks aren't terrible in my mind, at least I'm not like snobby about news or anything, but it's just terrible to listen to this stuff all the time. Oh, I know. I listened to NPR politics podcast in the morning, uh, political reactive and then, I don't know. I mean, I, I know and I don't know. I, I, I say that so cockily. I'm good at blocking out. I have to block it out because I will get just warped into it and I'm yep. trying so hard not to. And no, I've definitely had nights where I've dreamed of Trump. I assume we're both oh, no. on the same page. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> when, well, when you say dream of Trump, you mean you have nightmares about Trump. Yeah, not the good one. Yeah, yeah. bad dreams. Um, <laughs> I assume that we're on the same page because you have reproductive uh, organs yeah, yeah, uh, that totally. he seems to not like, apparently, no, which is odd about him is because he's actually, technically speaking, uh, up until two weeks, up until the third debate was pro-choice. Yeah. Uh, so that, I, I thought mean, that was kind of funny. In my mind, with all those women coming forward, I'm like, you have to be pro-choice because <laughs> oh, I hate yeah. to say it, but like, I'm sure he's been in more than one situation where somebody's had to get an abortion. Oh yeah. Something gross with him. Well, I was listening to a really interesting thing about the, 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 the media, like we kind of hype like the rise of Trump, but the, the rise of Trump and how could this happen? But it was actually some really interesting points of how the guys had his mindset on this for a very long time. And it's kind of waited for the iron was like striking the irons hot, but no one in the GOP, generally speaking, um, they do is like opposition research mm -hmm. and none of the GOP candidates took him seriously. Cause all of this stuff should have burned Come him out. out. Then. 
then, but no one did it. Even the Clinton campaign, because they were too worried about Sanders. Like, no one took him seriously, and it would have been so easy. It, but actually, I think the Clinton campaign didn't want that to happen because Hillary could beat Trump easier than she could have beat anyone else. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that that it's crazy. I read something about that too, and it was about how uh, they normally do all this like opposition research. But for some reason, within his campaign, they didn't even do it. Well, because he's not a pol- – in all honesty, he's not a politician. So yeah. he doesn't fall- – which is good and bad. But then when you don't know how to run a campaign, you don't do – there's right. probably some good to it. Then that worked out in our favor. But yeah. like, yeah, they just didn't do things like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. oh, 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 what's the other thing? You shouldn't sexually assault people. Yeah. That <laughs> was the part. I'm sorry. I should have let – I buried the lead there. <laughs> That's the real issue here. You just yeah. didn't sh- – there's just nothing more to it. Um, And that's the moral of our podcast today, everyone. Don't sexually <laughs> don't assault. Sexually assault. Be, uh, well, don't and then run for president or well, period. Actually, just don't. Let's just go don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, I have two cats. One of them's like six months old. My other cat – he's, he's a boy cat. And I have a girl cat who's five. And he's in going – He's a, he gets neutered on like Thursday or something. Aww. But he's starting to uh, try to have his way with our cat. With the five-year-old? <laughs> yeah, with the older <laughs> one. So we did the math. So it's like it's kind of like a toddler trying to have sex with like a seventy-year-old. Oh, it's, it's really disgusting. We were, I know, we were like laughing about like so like it's this is so inappropriate. But like in my house, we started. His name is Rocket, but I started calling him. Um, Rock, uh, Rock Turner or like Rocket Cosby, oh, oh. Rocket Trump, wow, and any yeah. like famous rape dude. Any I'm famous, like, yeah. I'm like. Rocket, Rocket Turner, get off of her! No, no, just and, get off. Oh, it's of so her. bad. My, my my wife is like, well, what? you know, she'll text me. She's like, ah, oh, Rocket was trying to have sex with Belle again. I was like, what was she wearing? And just you know, stuff that you're not supposed to laugh about, but yeah. when you're in the company no, or your partner, you're like, we could take the horribles in life and. And, and we can laugh about it because yeah. I don't think that stuff is funny and you shouldn't rape people. But Obviously. it's hilarious when yeah. it's cats. Oh, totally. And then did is do you say your older cat's name is Belle? Yeah, Belle. Oh, okay. My cat's name is Bella, which Ooh. I know. I'm like, already we've discovered many yeah. synchronicities here. <laughs> we were trying to offend millennials, right? Yeah. Well, apparently we're all easily offend- offended. Yeah. Well, I, I always love that argument. You guys are so... Uh, offended by like racism and bigotry yeah and homophobia and sexism pussies and like yeah yep. you're like yep yeah. uh, yes, right yes i am and it's not the word like, i am i am offended by all of those things yeah. things are better back in the 50s back I in know. the day i it's love like, that video here. want the good old days and i'm like oh for who for who, <laughs> for who selma that's the good old days like, oh, oh it's not terrible good. yeah but you're right it's like that whole like notion that people are like millennials are like easily offended it's like no that's not what it is it's just the world has changed and you haven't changed and that's all oh my god exactly and the, and the world has changed pretty rapidly oh yeah uh, which i think is pretty fascinating um and then sometimes i feel like i'm bored and like i have all this technology around me and i can do anything connect with anyone and i have the supercomputer and then i complain about it when it doesn't work yeah. and then i'm like what do i watch i'm bored it's so, like that louis ck bit where he's like talking about wi-fi on the plane and people are complaining about the wi-fi being out and he's like it's sending a signal to space (laughs) (laughs) well on a plane it should work you're closer to space so i'm with it yeah (laughs) i I totally get it i'm like listen Uh, i paid for it okay (laughs) yeah it's my money shut up louis you in your first class i know um but so you uh you and ali both work for radio yeah um we work at a radio network so our network creates shows and syndicates them um, wow. 
Yeah. And um, how did you guys get into that? Um, I originally got into radio in DC um, because I was a huge music fan and I wanted to work in the music business and I kind of just got into radio. I was actually like confession. I was listening to an interview with JC from NSYNC on my local radio station. Yeah. And it was 1999 or 1998. I think it was 1998. Sure. 2006. Okay. <laughs> and um, I was like, I there was a girl on the air who was kind of interviewing him and talking to him. And I'm like, what is that job? Like where you get to interview musicians and well, musicians and celebrities and, you know, songwriters and stuff. And um, I called the radio station and she was super nice and was like, no, I'm an intern. And actually my internship's up um, at the end of the semester. And, you know, do you, you can apply for it. I mean, what's your major, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, um, you know, nothing related to media at all. Um, but anyway, I ended up applying for an internship and then getting it and then loving, just totally falling in love with radio and loving it. And um, I worked in promotions for, I mean, I interned for a long time and then I worked in promotions for a little bit. And then did some like, you know, board hopping and stuff like that. And eventually got a gig at this company in New York um, where we do the syndicated stuff. And so I've been there ever since. I've been in radio since 1999, which is a really long time. To Damn. Somebody so is radio it. really dying or is that just like stuff we like to say that's not really true? Um, I don't think it's dying. I think it's I think it's going through its own little renaissance in a way. Um Unfortunately, there's a lot of parts of the business that I think just need to kind of, you know, be rehauled and rethought. But um, it's definitely still huge. And I think the proof is sort of, and it's kind of surprising to people, but it, the proof is in, you know, the jocks and the personalities that are doing these really interesting shows, you know, sort of, it's funny, and we were at a conference and somebody was putting up comments from listeners about radio morning radio shows and like afternoon shows and stuff and somebody was like they're like podcasts <laughs> and i'm like no they're like radio shows and podcasts are like radio shows but yeah. um i think the proof is sort of in in that seeing how many um followers and fans and how much engagement how much interaction those radio shows still get um people are still really addicted to it as a medium because of the personalities um and also because of the music but you can kind of get music anywhere now it's really the personalities that you go to radio for so um, I don't think it's dying. I think it's got some things to change for sure. Um, and something like all music business, essentially. Totally. Um, but it's been really interesting actually kind of going through the last decade, um, working at a company that works, you know, directly on radio shows and with radio stations just to kind of watch how it's grown and how it's changed and, you know, where we're behind and where we, you know, kind of need to make, um, some progress. And there's a lot of like interesting thinkers in the business who, um, you know, write all these think pieces on uh, what's next and what's got to be next and what the challenges are that are coming. And, you know, self-driving cars is like a big thing that we talk about at conferences because <laughs> it's like, hey, if you're in a self-driving car, guess what you don't need anymore because you the can radio. watch video. <laughs> yeah, from, from what I've read about uh, self-driving cars is that it's not likely to happen and not because of the technology. It's because our infrastructure is so poorly. Um, I don't know if this is so accurate, but this is something I was reading when like cracked was like our, um, they only test them in like really great, like, you know, Oh yeah. Like rooms, they test they it in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. They, they can't do bridges and uh, potholes and um, yeah. I don't know if you're going to sell people on the public on a self-driving car. Like, can it make, can a robot make that 
moral decision of take this person's life. Totally. Kill them. I'm with yeah. you on that one. I, yeah. My husband and I get into like debates about it all the time because I'm like, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen because I mean, I wouldn't get into a car that's driving itself. No. And honestly, um, as much as technology is good, it sucks. Like, yeah. I need a new iPhone every two years. Why the fuck would I buy a car? Totally. That yeah. No, maybe we'll have self-driving cars, but I think with tech people, they're always like, the future is now. But I actually know people to this day who don't use the internet, who are full function fledged adults. Yeah. I mean, it's rare. That's very rare. But so there's always a spectrum of technology. Um, I think self-driving car is not gonna happen for a long time and well, then of course watch us end this conversation <laughs> they're everywhere so who knows well, think about it like was it wasn't it um i can't remember what airline it was but it wasn't it like some app that crashed like and so the air like airline the airline couldn't operate oh, for like a day or two because yeah. their scheduling app or some sort of oh, crazy nav app or something crashed and they were like oh well we can't fly now and i'm like what are you talking about yeah like netflix and twitter all just got the biggest hack the other day on the east coast yep. but we're about to have a self-driving car through the internet right fuck you guys exactly. we still need radio totally <laughs> i like that that's that's the conclusion it's like no self-driving cars aren't happening we still need the radio <laughs> yeah do you ever go in those meetings like do you guys think we're just jumping a little too far ahead in our problems and should really worry <laughs> about making good content that people will listen to now that's, you know that's my my favorite discussion to have is like let's just create amazing content because that's yeah. like my big passion is i love i do love the internet and i am obsessed with the internet even the bad parts of the internet i, I like because i think it's fascinating to see how people are willing to act when they think they're anonymous <laughs> um, oh, I know. and and just the things that obviously i didn't even know that people were thinking in their heads before and now you see that they're thinking them a lot of nazis um, out there yeah and a lot of people that you know um seem some of them on your facebook feed and you're like huh, <laughs> didn't know you're a nazi sympathizer i'm gonna delete you now totally i mean and the people that you think like you know you know you think you know that they're um, you know, a normal sane person, and then you start seeing them retweeting crazy things that people are saying and um, making comments about things um, during the debate and stuff. And I'm like, wait a second, what? What? I Why is we everything were... you share from this Milo guy? Who's he? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like I thought we were all on the same page. Dear God, Alex Jones. Yeah, no. I, but I do yeah. love the internet, and I do love the the um, platform that it presents for creating content, even though. I do think we have a content problem um, with the internet where everybody's just getting fed much. what they want to see. No, I think people are just getting fed what they want to see. And I think there's, you yeah. know, that's why I think Trump can be Trump and why those people can be those people because they're not even you just and, and Yeah, you, you kind of yeah. put up your blinders. Yep. Uh, and that's totally true. Politics, music, with everything. And it's it's weird when you have this much of everything you'd some I do, I do it all the time i still feel like i listen to the same bands from 10 years ago and be like oh there's no new music and then i just go to a different website than i go to every single day and it's like oh, oh. the world exists and i missed like a decade totally <laughs> i mean and when you think about it like even just the the blogs you follow or the people you follow on twitter it's like you're really just curating what you want to see mm -hmm. and because of the algorithm of everything everywhere they're seeing what you click on and what you like and just feeding you that content over and over and over again. So you're not actually going to see something you don't want to see ever. You know, it's really hard to see an opposing view these days, I think. So I think that's the the struggle of sort of content. I mean, do you really want to just feed people exactly what they're getting already? Or is there going to be a way to, you know, kind of make people think about how to see things differently, you know? So I had a question about radio. Um, like, so are you working like morning? What what is in radio? Is it like morning shows mostly? 
Um, is that yeah. like where, where you kind of cut? That might feel like I'm bad. I can listen to mostly like podcasts. Mute. No, no, like no, it's okay. We them. actually, so we're a network, so we work with stations around the country. Um, you know, we create shows that we actually syndicate, like night shows and day part shows and stuff like that. But like you know, morning shows and afternoon shows and all that. But we also do like comedy. Um, you know, like sort of uh like song parodies and stuff like that. Um and That's which is awesome. really fun. Yeah, it's really cool. And we get to work with a lot of creatives and a lot of writers and um really amazing singers and producers. So we create a lot of that stuff for stations around the country and we work with, you know, different shows and different personalities one on one on um what they want us to create for them. And so we're the production house and um sometimes we're the creatives too and we do a lot of the writing, but we really try to work with them on what their concepts are and um and you know, execute it for them in the best way possible. So that's that's really, that's really awesome. I didn't realize yeah. how many I did. Uh, what I had on these people from this podcast called Three Is Comedy, and their entire basis is they love morning radio, and they made a podcast that is in the style of morning radio. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I didn't know people like morning radio that much. Oh, people love morning radio. <laughs> yeah, like what we just said though, because when you have a commute, you know. Yeah, no, but like what you were just saying, like I have, I think we all have, I have this problem where I, I go about my day, I do my thing and whatever I like, I think the world likes and then I forget that other stuff exists. So like you guys don't all listen to NPR in the morning or like, or your, your, your alt rock station. Yeah. (laughs) And drive 10 minutes to work. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's funny how that stuff works. That's cool about three is comedy. They've been really supportive actually of our podcast, um, like our first effort podcast and and this one too, they were really, really supportive. Like they would always like tag us in posts and, you know, follow Friday us and stuff. So it was really, they were yeah, really the super awesome. Modern family community is just like the sweetest, nicest people I've ever come across. Like nicer than the people I sometimes interact with in my day to day. No, I mean, but the internet can be that way. Like, you know, we're saying yeah. there's like terrible, terrible trolls and stuff, but then there's this also this amazing supportive community. If you find the right community, you know, people who are trying to do the same thing, and, you know, maybe just trying to learn from each other. I, I found that it's really supportive and people are really, you know, sort of champion each other and because you're going through the same thing, you know, so. Yeah, that's true. Now, do people in radio find uh, podcasting a threat and it's going to ruin everything or? Is no, to... I don't think so. I think what they're finding is that they're starting to do podcasts after their shows. So um, instead of just like doing the morning show and then getting off the air and, you know, of course it's a long day for them. They get up early and they prep for their show and then they get, put their show on and then they start prepping right up the shows over for the next day. Um, a lot of them are starting to actually create their own podcasts that are, you know, the stuff that they can't talk about on the air because, um, you know, the format obviously of radio is very different than the format of podcasting. So there are a lot of hosts that are taking their passions that they can't really talk about on the air, like their passion for like comics or their passion for like fashion. And they're basically taking that off the air and starting, um, you know, podcasts and, you know, blogs that, uh, that seems obvious, but, um, no, I don't think they're seeing it as a threat. I think they're seeing it as a way to boost their brand, you know, and boost their personality and let people get to know them even further beyond the regular morning show, you know? Oh yeah. I feel like I never listened to talk radio until I started listening to podcasts and then I started kind of switching over. Oh, that's so funny. So it was actually like a gateway to radio. Yeah, a hundred percent. Cause like, I just, I didn't know really what it was. It was just stuff my grandparents listened to and wasn't for me. And then, uh, yeah, it's now I, sw- I switch over. Like I travel a lot for work, so like there's I'm either if I'm because I, I, I listen. I mean, I'm not always listening to podcasts. It's either music or podcasts. But now like there's a morning like a a show on on the Boston Public Radio that I just I can't fucking turn it off. It's so good. Like when it comes out, I get so excited. Or what show uh, is it? 
Jim Browdy and Marjorie Egan. I don't even know the name of the show. Oh, okay, cool. On 89, I think it's like PBS, but it's like just a talk. It's just like, uh, I listen to like politics and stuff like that. And yeah. It's wonderful. Cool. Um, so I know this is a short episode, so please, please, please come back on the show and do like a full proper one. Yeah, uh, but, thanks uh, for having me. No, yeah, I'm sorry. If people don't know, I'll, I'll say it in the intro too. Mm-hmm. We spent uh, more time trying to figure out how to get Allie to do this with us than we did to actually record this. <laughs> <laughs> It but got we'll, late. It's all good. Yeah. Well, we'll do a proper one for sure. Um, so can you uh, tell people where they can find you and your show online? Yeah. Um, we are at the I Can't Even show. So you can find us on iTunes. Um, just search I Can't Even and we will come up. Um, I am at Margie Strange on Twitter if you want to reach out to me there. And you can email the show at I Can't Even Show at the I Can't Even Show dot com. And your first episode of I Can't Even, the only one that's out right now, I really liked with uh, – Shit, Heather or something? Megan Alexander from Inside yeah. Edition and PBS. Yeah. yeah, how did you guys land that get, by the way? Um, it was, I mean, totally because Allie used to work at Inside Edition, <laughs> but she had a good relationship with Megan. Whatever and she you got to do, her. you know what I mean? Yeah, and Allie also, you'll talk to her about this in her episode, but she did guest booking. She still does guest booking for for um, radio, so she's really good at um, at that part of it. So. Yeah, it's a really great show. It's great for anyone, and uh, everyone should listen to it. Thank you. Uh, thank you. 